in a world in crisis. Can three idiots find hope in the darkest of places? Will love conquer all, or will hate win out in the end? This is a show called Hate. to a show called Hate, a podcast in which we explore love, hate, and everything in between in search of greater meaning and perhaps a little perspective. I'm John. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. Ooh, and we're back. Ooh, hello. Can you feel this energy? It feels good. No. It's Sunday afternoon energy. It is that Sunday afternoon energy, because we talked before about how we can either record during the day and get light and natural energy... Or we can record at night and get drunk energy. Yeah. And it's very rare that we get the two together. So finally, this finally, show. Yeah. We have some uh, we have some syncability. Bringing, uh, bringing, the two. <laughs> bringing together our, our twin joys of vitamin D and vitamin R. <laughs> in rhythm. <laughs> vitamin booze. In rhythm. <laughs> My bones are so brittle. I don't know why. I keep drinking plenty of milk. <laughs> Lousy smarch weather. <laughs> well, for a bit of context, everyone, um, I've had a little project going, um, uh, kind of like for the better part of two months now. Um, is it that long? Bloody hell. It still well, yeah, feels cause... like March to me, but it is in fact nearly June. Yeah, because yeah. what, we, we have been, we're on our, in our 11th week now of lockdown, yeah. is that right? I can't remember. Definitely 10th or 11th. Days mean nothing anymore. No. I mean, they're awake or I'm asleep. There are no days. <laughs> and I, at some point, uh, 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 basically at the first point where I was like, God, this has been going on a while. What has it been? Like two weeks? I think I need to try something. <laughs> um, I took out the home brewing kit, which uh, I'd gotten oh, for Christmas. And when it's like, okay, it will take um, two weeks. you got to leave it for two weeks doing one thing. Then you've got to do another thing and that takes two weeks. Then you've got to transfer it to bottles and then you got to leave it for another two weeks so it's like it's gonna it's gonna be like a six week six week seven week process before you can do anything with it well finally that momentous day has arrived and um and uh jong's uh special brew is ready to uh ready to drink has it got a name well we debated this didn't we uh it was beer but with one e but with an umlaut yeah i think it has to be like a european I think so. European style. It's like, buh. Despite the fact that, that we're not European anymore. So. No, no. <laughs> no, I'll take, it, I'll take it back. It should be uh, British. British beer. Yeah, blue passport beer. <laughs> I'm now closer to the film Castaway than I am to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I love how, um, just to really briefly go off on a tangent about that, when we were first joking about Brexit and how the world, would, uh, the country would basically be on fire and falling apart. We were so blissfully unaware of this <laughs> that we're in now. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's in a way, it's a funny sort of coincidence, if you will, that just after we sort of leave Europe is is uh, is around the time that the coronavirus explodes <laughs> and like apocalyptically ruins our lives. It's, it's weird. I, 
I think someone had shared like it was like um, tweets that haven't aged well, and it was something from like early <laughs> lots February. Of, lots of those, lots yeah, of those, right? Yeah. But it was going like, uh, "Don't worry, 2019 was rough, but 2020 is going to be a year of opportunity. Just <laughs> you wait, just you yeah. wait. It's going to be amazing." Oh God. But yeah, hey, go sh- back to your uh, go back to your beer. You delivered social distance wise. Yeah. You delivered some beer to uh, Chris and I this morning. Oh yeah, I didn't even tap the brakes. So well, just I just kind of <laughs> slung, like slung it out the window. <laughs> I, I wanted to be so socially distanced from John that I left the house. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Things I can see from your front door. I can see right out through your back door. So I can just see you disappearing into the field. <laughs> <laughs> He's here. No, get away! Get away! <laughs> well, no, it's like um. I, I made uh, several socially distant and responsible outings this morning. I I, uh, I went to fix a uh, hole in the side of uh, Lucy's uncle's house. Um, nice. Not not a big hole. We are talking like uh, a hole you made though. I did make yeah. the hole, yeah, <laughs> uh, with my car. But um, <laughs> and you do uh, it again. And I don't know if he knows. He'll keep his mouth shut if he knows what's good for him. Tell the other walls what you saw. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and I came to came to uh, deliver a beer uh, to you all. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Also, then realised I had some legal documents which I needed a, a, a co-signature <laughs> on, so uh, <laughs> went back to Nick and Halley's. But by then we were wasted and uh, <laughs> yeah. totally useless. <laughs> yeah, just from the fumes alone. Yeah, we haven't but opened I, a bottle yet. <laughs> this is. I mean, I am. I. I'll be honest. I am terrified to open this. Yeah. Well. Oh God! Think... Don't invert it. Keep it. Keep it vertical. But what are you I'm, doing? I. I logged on to this zoom chat as we've got now and you john had a bucket and a beer in your hand and i thought oh will i need a bucket to open this beer I had a and bucket. it turns out the answer is yes i had a bucket <laughs> and a rosary and uh, an, epi- an epipen just yeah. kind of ready to go uh, i've got my inhaler on hand um yeah i've got um i couldn't find a bucket i've got big buckets in the garden but they're covered in crap so i brought got in um I brought God, in a paint tray. I've now got a beer in a washing up bowl as I'm demonstrating to John and Nick. Yeah, I've got a paint tray that's covered in paint, but it's dry. Nice. Well, that might uh, actually that might actually help um, help sterilise it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I have to drink from the tray, there'll be a bit of paint in there, but that's it's fine. Right. It's I've fine. got I've got a towel as well and some kitchen roll. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited. If I'm <laughs> right. right, I'm very we... very excited. Okay, listeners, we're going to do a live um, uncapping on air. Right, okay. I'm going to have to do this carefully because I want it to be close to the mic, but I also want it to be far enough away that it won't set on fire. Okay, yeah, I that's ca- where I am as well. It's like it's like when they when they turn on a power station and they get the queen in to switch it on. Yeah, they they secretly turn it on eight hours before because they don't want to <laughs> kill they don't want to kill nobility. Yeah. So I did open one in preparation, and uh, yeah, a bucket is recommended. So okay, right, noted. Pro okay. strap. Okay, here we go. Ready? Here we go. Okay. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going everywhere. Oh, no. It's going everywhere. Oh, oh no! Sweet mother oh. of God, John. I'm so glad I had a towel. <laughs> Look at this. Oh, Look no. at this. You got to pour. You got to get it into a glass. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna have to drink this out of the washing up bowl at this rate. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get a picture of this. Hold on. Oh, good lord. Oh. That is mental. It's, it's a bit heady. <laughs> what on earth? Okay, it's got a proud head. I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of head. I think it's mostly head. Yeah, I've got like maybe this. Uh... This is not 330 milliliters of beer. No, oh, I I've hate got to break that to you. It's it's 330 milliliters it's of still, gas. It's <laughs> still going, by the way. It's st- it's still going. Oh yeah, yeah. and it will it will continue fermenting in your gut as well. That's the I've transferred uh... to a glass now. 
I've got maybe a 60 40 uh, kind of um... I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it in the bottle and see how it drinks oh god that's, br that's brave I'm gonna just wipe down most of everything I mean that that was far exceeding my expectations in terms of going everywhere right just gonna leave that there hold on let me reorient myself and have a first sip I may actually have some trouble reaching the liquid it has to be said um Oh, Nick, you did a better job, I think. Well, yeah, but I think I got less beer overall, though. <laughs> you can't, you cannot see even anything through that beer. I can see a sort of sediment floating in it. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's, honest, how you know, that's how you know yeah. it's real. I was going to say, that actually fills me with confidence, bizarrely. That's real beer. I'll mm. be honest, John, I was expecting you to do a lot better than this. <laughs> well, <laughs> think, ooh, ooh, think of it as, as like um, oh, archaeology. If you can get to the... Oh, oh God! I like it. I do like it, but I could no, bite a, a chunk out of it. I think. That took, that took a long time for me tipping the bottle for it to actually arrive in my mouth. Then like, it's like longer molasses. than I would have thought for a liquid. Yeah. Do you have any idea what the percentage of this is? No. How do you even measure that? You just you dunk mice in and see how many survive. <laughs> yeah, for each mouse that dies is a percent. We made a homebrew a few years ago when we used to live together, John, as you'll recall. Or was it was it after you'd left? I can't. Anyway, it was after I left. But I came back. back. Yeah, we made a homebrew, and it, my God, that was strong. I know. I don't. I don't. I don't technically remember it, but I have read the medical report, and yeah. um, <laughs> it. Uh, I think it was at least seven percent. If I'm honest. Well, that's that's ironically how I made all my money in paint stripping. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's um, it's I mean, uh, there's it's, a, there's, it's stopped fizzing now. There's some about nice a minute later, like fruit. It's very ailey, isn't it? It's, there's some nice fruity sort of it's, yeah. Flavors in it's there. the kind of thing you would get at a real ale festival. Mm. I think. What worries me is it's like you drink it, you sip it, and you think, oh, that's really nice. As you say, it's fruity. It's a little, it's a little floral. It's quite nice. Quite. But then there's like um. It's like it coats your mouth. It's like a kind of yeah. um, thickness to it. Yeah, you, you'll taste it for weeks, I think. Yeah, I must admit, like I, I did, I did. Um, I felt a little crunchy after I'd uh, after I <laughs> drunk one bottle. Like it, um, it's like when you drink um, red wine, and you you instantly feel your um, your tear ducts drying up, and like your um, yeah. Everything, your earwax so. hardening and your 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 blood just kind of turning to sand. It's really, it's a lot of tannins in it. Yeah, there is a, there is a lot of tannins in this. Yes, it is, it is now. The foam is is sort of staying virtually still. It's wow. incredibly still. opaque as well. Yes. Now that is an interesting development. How you light, um, possibly infrared, like nothing will pass through it. That is gravity. Quite... I don't think. It's like the Guinness of light summer summer ales. It's um, <laughs> it's light beer, but Guinness inconsistency. It's like a heavy light ale. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's for um, you know, it's when you've got an important um court appearance at midday, but you want something to kind of wet your whistle. <laughs> you know? I think I already feel tipsy. <laughs> I've had it, like it, four it, sips of yeah, it. Yeah, I've, I've not had much, and I'm, I'm I can feel that I've had it. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely feel an impact already, which means it's in my blood now. My, my blood probably is this now. I would say it probably is a breakfast beer, <laughs> if there is such a thing. 
And if there isn't, there should be. Yeah, well. It's like, um, it's like they um they invent it's like porter they they invented mm. that beer just to kind of keep um porters warm when it was like four a.m. and you've got to go out and um, do They've heavy got, lifting and stuff. I was given a um gift pack of local beers um a while ago. I can't remember when. Um, and I have a porter left, uh, and it's six point one percent. That'll, Lightweight. That will put hairs on your teeth. That <laughs> nobody wants that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's um. I do like it though, John. I do thank like you. It. Yeah, it's not. It's not as terrible as you had led me to believe. Did you put fruit in it, or is it just ended up with a fruity flavour? Ah, well, it's funny you mentioned that. You may remember from a previous episode where it said um, making beer is easy. Even an idiot can do it. All you need are ten fingers and a will. And even you, John, you can do it. Even you, it, yes, you. Yeah. But then it's like you know, you start the process, and it goes. And step five, now add your grapefruit. Yeah. Which of course I didn't have, so yeah, no, gra- no, no grapefruit went into it. But um, it tastes a bit like there is a grapefruit in it, though. Yeah, mm. it does. Because I've had the beer on which this is designed, which is Elvis juice. Yes. And it, you, you can certainly taste that in it. Yeah. W- would you say this is thicker than a commercially available <laughs> bottle of Elvis juice? In, in many, many different ways, yes, I would. I'd say it's thicker than liquid. It's supposed to be. It's, yeah. it, does, it does feel like a particularly thick liquid, yes. I we have developed that. a, a uh, magical fifth form of matter. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, elusive, the elusive fifth form of matter. Um, yeah, so this is a... Um, this is a brew dog beer-making kit. Mm. Uh, rather, it's um, the Brooklyn... The Brooklyn Brew Shop is is the company, but then I think they have partnerships with various kind of like real beers. So you can make yeah. you can make Carling, well probably not Carling. You know, you, you can make um, piss in a glass. You make <laughs> um, <laughs> you know you can make various ales and stuff. So I believe this what made this kind of what makes this a particular type of beer is the um, the combination of hops like. Uh, it came with like a massive sack of grain, and maybe that's the same grain that goes into this, um, into the so, regular version. How much did you make? Well, it's sorry, numbers are becoming a bit hazy now. Um, as I'm like a fifth Num- of a glass. numbers and words, as I'm a fifth of a glass in. Um, but I don't know. I got like nine. Ultimately, I got nine short bottles out of it i got like nine half okay. pints so what is that four and a, four and a half pints i guess so you got like five left oh god oh really wow i can't i'm so have you, have you yeah. still got have you still got stuff to make no no it's you're all done, you're done with it now. You use it all yes yeah. so you get like i think it's meant to be like a gallon or something it kind of makes but okay. there's some you lose some because when it's been sitting in a great big like uh, glass bottle kind of fermenting and when you actually come to strain it there was like two inches of sediment at the bottom, like wow. just pure yeah. sand. But that's but that's, yeah. that's normal. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. But this is the this is like the filtered version. Yeah, <laughs> I can like, oh I can God. now confirm it has settled, but it is, there's about a third of it left. You commented before we started recording, Rev, that in the bottle it looked like ice, like yeah, it, it just had the kind of slightly opaque. Yeah. It looked it looked like someone had accidentally frozen their bottle of beer, which I have done before. Yes, 
Like you know, I've always thought it about beer, and I think what you, what your, your whole experience with this is, has driven that home even more. That the process of making beer is kind of filthy. Like I really feel like really all we're doing <laughs> is just making water dirtier. Yeah, it's just bad water. <laughs> it's just bad water that makes it's poisonous. You <laughs> poisonous water that affects your brain functions. It's just so many things. Like, hey guys, we're gonna get this water. It's gonna be opaque by the end of it. It's gonna be the color of mud. It's gonna have a sediment in it that you're gonna have to sieve off. And even when you do, there'll still be some left in your drink. It's gonna explode when you take it out of a bot. You know, so many reasons why we've made water. Much worse, and, the and, only and if you drink enough, could... enough of it, it will affect your motor functions, <laughs> and you might and you might die. Yeah, <laughs> but but don't worry about it. Just get back to using that wheat thresher; yeah. it'll be fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but again, the only reason it caught on is that the alcohol would kill you slightly slower than the cholera would from drinking yeah. regular water. So yeah. that's it. Remarkably, it's cleaner than the water was back then. Well, maybe not this one. I mean, not this one. No, <laughs> it's got that. It's got that slight smell to it, where it's like it's half fruit. It's half fruity. Yeah, and it's half kind of like cheese. Like when you get like a bad, <laughs> like a like a really stanky kind of fermentation going on. I was thinking it's like a glass of bread, like yeah. dough, kind of. Yeah. Well, they say that like a um, they say like a, a pint of Guinness has, has as much fat as a Big Mac in it. And uh, this might be like an entire KFC bargain bucket, kind of just ground up. I would explain the colour. Considering we can't get KFC right now, this is a welcome alternative. Mm. Great work, John. Thank you. Thank you, John, for that. I I appreciate it in a way I can't even begin to explain. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, we'll we'll compare notes when we're in the intensive care ward in um, eight eight, eight hours or so. Hopefully they'll put us on the same ward. I'll see you in A&E, With a guys. microphone. <laughs> we can record a show if we're all on the same ward. Yeah, the A&E special. Oh, well. So, aside from... Um, whew, Jesus. Oof. So Yeah, so how are you all feeling anyway? Yeah, in good. life, in, in general? In life, I feel, um, you know, meh. Fine. Fine, yeah. All right. Fine, decent. Passable. Yeah. As good as we can be. Great. Well, I guess I guess none of us have any hates then if if we're if we're that content. This is our life. first hate-free episode. Yeah. Nope. Good night, everybody. It's been great. You've been an amazing audience. You just listen to us drink beer. That's it. <laughs> that really is what the show has all been about. All, oh, exactly. Yeah. The content so, comes second to our beer. It's uh, it's basically just been an excuse to hide our problem drinking for year uh, for years. Yeah. We yeah. go to a soundproof room and just get wasted. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Who who does have a hate to get started? I've got hate. Mm. Hit me. It, it relates to how I've been over the last week or so. Uh, so that's why I was sort of hesitant and cagey to answer your question. Because I was like, I'm saving that for my hate. Oh, I'm so sorry. But um, it's all right. I, uh, I, I, I hate hot cheese. Hello. I burnt my mouth on hot cheese. <laughs> and I couldn't talk properly for a week. <laughs> Are we talking fondue? No, we're talking pizza, which, uh, ah. to be honest, there's very little excuse for. I have pizza regularly. It's one of my favourite <laughs> foods. I know how to eat pizza, fundamentally. I'm aware of how to eat pizza. Would you but, say you um, were just over-eager to I eat? Was very, I was very excited, yeah. Ali, Ali had brought back a Chicago Town stuffed crust, which nice. is a rare, a rare treat. And uh, it, <laughs> the, the stuffed crust had a sort of tomato, boiling, like magma-like tomato uh, <laughs> stuffing in it. 
which I wasn't wholly prepared for, if I'm honest. And I was very excited to get into the pizza. I don't like letting my food get cold, so I dive straight in. And it managed to, like, squirt into the back corner of my mouth where my tongue connects to my mouth. Literally the worst place I could burn because everything I did with my mouth (laughs) hurt impossibly. Were you you doing uh, your classic manoeuvre of ripping the entire scuffed crust off and then like a hose pipe, just kind of yeah, 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 just squeezing that cheese right like in, like a that... like a frube, you know. <laughs> you've just got to get every last dreg of that boiling magma-like stuff into your mouth. <laughs> um, the thing is, I'm fairly certain I spoke to you the day of the cheese burning incident. Yes, I believe you did. This is what's weird: is that it really hurt at the time, and then I was like, oh, okay, well, dodged a bullet there. No, no long-term effects. No uh, lasting damage. <laughs> no scar tissue. Brilliant. And then gradually, as the days went on post the event, uh, it started to uh, get a lot worse. And then it, 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 that sort of thing happens where you're like, maybe a day or so goes by. And because that hot cheese incident didn't seem to be a big deal at the time, you've sort of forgotten about it. And then I look in the mirror because my tongue's starting to hurt and I stick my tongue out and there's a blister on the side of my yeah. tongue. I'm like, oh, yeah. Ooh, what yeah, what really? could that? What could I always, that I always burn the roof of my mouth big. and then the skin comes off. That's the oh, worst God. When the skin comes off and you can just like taste the roof of your mouth. What are you yeah. doing to yourselves? Like I I I have you I, ever burned your mouth, John? <laughs> oh you should, it's great. That's great. It's I, really only good. Eat, I only eat room temperature bread. That's yeah. all I eat. No But you cut it at two ten. Yeah. I, <laughs> two ten? Two ten is two ten is ridiculous. <laughs> that is the optimum temperature for fish fingers. No, I I eat hot food. All the time, I have burnt my mouth. I've never upon like I burn my mouth and I go, "Ooh, that's sore," you know. And then and then you wait for it to okay. heal. I've have never, never had... a couple of days later felt the skin like sort of rubbing off. No, I've got to oh. say this was this you was my first time or something. Like, what's right. going on? This was my first time of that experience. I looked at my blister, I had a big white blister on my tongue, and then like the next day it started to peel away, like a big sort of flap of skin in my mouth off of my tongue, which was disgusting. Um, that's the first time that's ever happened to me. Oh, but still, is... at, still at that point, I couldn't work out what had caused it. I was like, "What? What, what is this? What, <laughs> like, this is a mystery." Ooh. And then I went to Ali. I was like, "I've got this big old blister on my tongue, and it really hurts." She was like, "What about that really hot pizza you had like a day ago?" I was like, "Oh yeah, it's probably that." That would be yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. So when you were in the moment, and mm. you were just being utterly righteous on this pizza, like just let me just cast my mind back. Oh yes, this pizza's here. Yeah, yeah when, you, when you were going absolutely hog wild on that pizza, God, did yeah. did you did you think in the moment that like I'm in agony, I can't I can't enjoy this pizza? Ali reminded me that the words came out of my mouth mid mouthful. This is hotter <laughs> than the sun. Like, ah, oh, this is hotter than the sun. And then she said it didn't really slow me down. Like I just carried on going <laughs> yeah. like sort of ninety miles an hour, kind of like get this pizza inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ali, Ali knows not to, not to kind of disturb you during the feedening because oh you yeah, know, you're no, liable like, to lose a finger. It's I, the kind, I, yeah. It's like, would you go near a, a pride of lions while they're like engorged in a carcass? Of course you wouldn't. Who knows what might happen? It's the same sort. I don't know what would happen. I can't be held responsible for my actions, and I won't be. Where do you stand on fondue? I've never had it. No, never had fondue. I want to have it. But have I'm scared had, of it now. Have you had fondue, uh, Rev? Yeah. I I don't, don't ask me where and when, but I recall having it. It feels like a very our parents sort of thing. It seems <laughs> like 
Like, not Every- now. Well, I think, like I think a- Fondue will be outlawed after all this anyway. Can you imagine? <laughs> I feel every generation has, like, a, a way of abusing cheese. I, I, I feel like ours was the um, the cheese the cheese uh, string. Yeah, or the mm. uh, Dairyly Dippers. Or the Dairyly, yeah, Dunkable. Um, I went to a... When, I was in Ca- when Lucy and I went back to Canada in 2014... We uh, some friends of ours took us to a fondue restaurant. Nice. So nice. never had fondue before, and it was also an old, like, swingers restaurant from like the eighties or something. This is a, this is a dangerous crossover. I feel. This is this is where this story gets to get very bleak. This is where you get hot peen burns. Yeah. Well, this is this is the thing, isn't it? Because you would say like a baby bell. It's not a sexy cheese. Uh, you know, a uh, a cheese string. It's a little phallic, but it's not a sexy cheese. It's not sexy. And now you've got, dare I say, fondue. Is that a sexy cheese? I, I think people in the 80s did feel that way. I think they did. I think there was a sexiness to a fondue party. You know, maybe you'd start with fondue and then, you know, maybe there'd be some keys in a bowl. And before you knew it, you yeah, a lot of your clothes are missing. I think that's probably how fondue parties used to go. What is well, the you... sexiest cheese? <laughs> I mean, of... Cheese not being fundamentally a particularly sexy food, that has to be the sexiest form. Like a baby, a baby bell is quite sexy in its way, isn't it? Because you sort of peel the the oh, casing oh. off and then you like take it apart like that. But it's you called see, baby in the title. I'm just not yeah. sure about. <laughs> yeah. When you said when it was called like I don't know, sexy bell, sexy bell, oh. but bell with an e on the end. Yeah. When you said. Like baby bells are sexy. All I could imagine was like a sack of baby bells, like a little sweaty, a sweaty sack. Yeah, a sweaty scrot of baby bells, <laughs> kind of just. You can just imagine like that's how they uh, that's how they sell baby bells. It's like scrotes worth. It's like how much scrotes worth do you want, mate? I'll have a couple of scrotes worth. I've got a big party this weekend. A lot of sexy people coming around. Give me a couple of scrotes. Hey, um, my uh, my uh, baby bell sack has uh, has uh, retracted. Yes, sir. Sorry, it's for, it's for it's for cold. You know. Uh, <laughs> My baby bells are a lot smaller than usual. I would like to complain. I'm sorry, sir. It's the weather. Please do not blame us. Um, what is the sexiest cheese? I think you make a you make a strong case for a baby bell. We're like undressing it slowly, yeah. peeling oh, its two concave You got like mature blue blue cheese. Looks quite alluring. Stinks. Yeah, but so, then yeah. the, the smell is quite smell and taste are quite antisocial. I think. Yes. Joking aside, though, I kind of get the impression that maybe because like a fine cheese is expensive, that it mm. is kind of associated with love, which is which is so weird. Because if you imagine going on like a uh, like a really fancy kind of um, dinner date, and then just you, you both just go chowing down on some primo soft cheese, yeah, and then going like. Oh, darling, I, I I can't wait. I can't wait to get back to the boudoir. But excuse me, I may have to go void my bowels for eight hours. <laughs> that is the problem. Don't, I don't would... come in. There are foods that I'm sure are very um, associated with the uh, finer things in life. But I would probably just immediately need the toilet with any kind of rich food. Yeah. yeah. That's the problem. But also, have. Uh, let's not forget burger cheese, bastard cheese, in fact. Bastard cheese. I had some bastard cheese the other day. That's a sexy one comes in a tile i call it i call it bastard cheese outside the confines of this podcast now which is quite nice <laughs> yes. that's and probably great... going to be our greatest legacy not the many episodes that we've yeah. recorded but the words bastard and cheese still waiting on that merchandise for bastard cheese right. <laughs> still waiting on that i guess the great thing about like an, a, a good old slice of american bastard cheese is that if you did ever sustain a third degree burn 
from a regular cheese, you could slap some over the wound. Yeah. That's and maybe it's what most, I should have done. Like it's mostly gelatin. So I could just like that would do the it's job. It's like a sort of flesh plaster. Going back to the uh, <laughs> so the fondue swingers restaurant again. Yeah. The um, it, every table had a telephone, like right. an old school kind of like uh, like spiral cable uh, phone. And the idea was that you could ring any other table in 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 the restaurant. And the toilets. There were there were um, phones in all the toilets as well. This what? sounds like say, a hi, absolute nightmare. Hi. Like the last, like like we talked about earlier. The last thing I want is to be interrupted while I'm eating. I don't want a stranger to call my table. What the hell? Because really, would they then go hi? You like the look of your dish? Oh, I thought you were going to say something else then. <laughs> no, if, the thing is though, if you're going for a meal at a at a at a restaurant which is known for both love and serving liquid cheese. Mm. Like, A, don't want to be disturbed when I'm eating, and I certainly don't want to be disturbed when I'm sitting on the shame throne and, <laughs> and, and just yeah. letting go of all my mistakes. Because it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, you're so sexy, but oh, pardon me. You know, oh, God. I've got to go. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but, but thankfully, they put phones in the toilet so you can continue. That oh, what a relief. Um, that's just, that's just good. I don't understand the phone to the toilet. What possible, like, what was their reasoning for that? Would you answer your mobile if you were on the toilet? Oh, this is the age-old uh, conundrum. I often have you. Have you? Have you? Ever? I have. Hey, I, I will feel if I have. I will if it's my wife, <laughs> <laughs> because of how much I respect her. But um, but if it was my boss calling during a work day, I won't answer the phone if I'm on the the pooper. No, fair. I I one. have, but it kind of like almost against my will. Like if I've ever been waiting on like a really important phone call. You can guarantee the moment you go to the toilet, it will oh, yeah. it will come. The thing is, with me on the phone, I have um, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before that I have this in uh, uncontrollable urge to have to walk around while I'm on the phone. <laughs> so if I if I pick up the phone while I'm mid you know toilet adventure, then I'm likely to make a mess. So that that's usually why I would uh, not. Everyone's, so yeah, every, everyone. I never I never have. I've answered. I've gone into the toilet to answer the phone. Because I thought, well, that's the most private place I can go. <laughs> right. But then, but then people just go, "Are you in yeah, the toilet?" Yeah, because it echoes, and they're like, "Are you in the yeah. toilet?" And I'm like, "Well, yes, I am actually." And they're like, "Oh, I'll call you back." So, no, 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 wait, I'm not, no. I'm not, I'm not pooing. I'm not pooing. I've, t- I've, t- I've, I've, I've texted, WhatsApped. Oh yeah. Instagrammed, composed emails on the toilet. But no, I do, I do try to draw the line at um, actually holding a conversation. And when it happens, when those moments come where you, you, you just have to answer it. I always, I always sit up a bit. Like I, yeah. I always get like, like, like a bit more. You know, yeah, I'm on the toilet, but I'm not going to slouch for God's yeah. sake. You know, <laughs> I'm not a monster. And you're talking like a really crisp voice. Goes, hello, hello, <laughs> Nick Angel speaking. How can I help? Hello. There. And anyone who knows me should know that that is instantly a sign. Like, are you on the toilet? No. <laughs> no. I'm going to bear that in mind now. <laughs> but you, I think I've brought this up before. But you always used to answer the phone like you were surprised someone was ringing mm. you. Hello. Maybe he was. Rev. Yeah. It's like, all right, all right. How's it going? I was always, I was always like, why, why are people calling me? Like, it's it's baffling to me. Maybe that says more about you. (laughs) I I think it does. I think it does. I do most of my business via uh, the uh, the millennial cowards way, which is texting and 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 messaging. Yeah. That's really how I convey emotions nowadays. I've developed the attitude working from home that if someone phones me, I just go, oh, for fuck's sake. 
go away. It, 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 it's, it's such a bad attitude. I just think, oh, for fuck's sake, what are you ringing me for? God. Get on Zoom like a you, you Neanderthal. Yeah, what are you yeah. doing? Zoom like a real person. Anyway, to close off my uh, hate, I discovered that the one thing that gave me relief because, like, I couldn't, I can't apply any sort of salve or plaster to a mouth tongue uh, wound. The one thing that allowed me to survive was yop. Yop. If I drank a mouthful of yop, it was so cooling. And it was so thick that it would hang around for minutes. It sounds like a disease of some kind. It's a yogurt milkshake. Yep. Which doesn't make a lot of Is sense. Is it Scandinavian? No, I don't think so. Yep. Uh, it, it, it's everywhere in Tesco. It's next to it, what, just on every surface. <laughs> just dripping off the shelves. Clean your, sur- <laughs> clean your surfaces. Treat your ulcers. <laughs> <laughs> Lubricate that engine. It does it all. Does it have an umlaut over the O? Is it more of a youp? No. No, I think it's wholly American. Yup. Y-O-P. Like, uh, well, like yop, I guess. Oh, God. Imagine no, pitching that. Me... Imagine that product in its infancy. And they go, oh, hi, investors. We've got this great new product for you. It's called Jop. And they'll be like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? It's a soft J. It's a, so yeah, it's yup for our European we'll change it friends. to a Y and you've got our money. I mean, we've as a, as a species, we've done we we have historically done horrible things to the cow. Like we have mm. completely abused that animal. And I think if 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 they were a bit more aware, if they if they could see what we were doing to their proud race. I mean, like and like for God's sake, how many new ways do we need to consume milk? Like apparently many, because I think they're they're constantly developing new ways to to bastardize that poor udder. I feel this way about coffee sometimes. I'm like, I like coffee, but I'm like, for God's sake, do we need another way of drinking coffee? Like, do like now it's like um, nitro coffees are very big. What's that? So what is that? It's basically it's just coffee, but you put it through a um, the same machine that would make whipped cream. So you oh. just take like a, a nitrogen. Well, you aerate it. Yeah, you just take like a nitrogen canister and you. You you administer your coffee, but it's like um, ever so slightly aerated, oh. and apparently everyone's going like, "Oh yes, this is the one." Like, you haven't drunk coffee until you've had a nitro coffee. I can't fathom people drinking overly fancy coffees. The most fancy thing I will order is a caramel latte. Oh, which I think I think is delightful, but anything, anything <laughs> more complicated than that, fuck off. I I'm now. By the way, I'm now drinking uh, my actual shop bought lager uh, just to cleanse the palate. Just to scare, like to sterilize the pipes yeah. on the way down, yeah. basically. Yeah. I've lost my depth perception, so I don't think I can go find anything else. <laughs> I feel like you're here in the room with me. <laughs> Whoa! I'm, I astral projecting. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I just I you know I mean you know me I'm a bit of a I I like. I really like a good coffee. Mm. At the same time, I don't like being a coffee snob because it's like I, I brew a decent coffee at home because I can. Yeah. But when I get into work, I drink an instant coffee. Like I don't, you know, it doesn't have to have passed through the digestive tract of the marsupial. <laughs> to, yeah, because that's about that. No, civet, isn't it? That's like the most expensive coffee on the planet. Right. It's and the one that... What, mate? Why yeah, is it so bit, expensive? Because because humans are inherently stupid. Oh, yeah, okay. um, basically, they spotted these little 
civets. They're like kind of proto. They're not not a monkey, but like a monkey. Yeah. Uh, little creature with a long tail living in a tree. Okay. And they sure. would eat the coffee beans. So the oh, these are reprocessed coffee oh, beans. It passes. I know about yeah, it passes through the digestive tract and then it poops it out. And then someone goes and harvests the poop. Oh. Yeah. Takes out the seeds and makes civet coffee which i think is like 140 pounds a bag or something like that like it is insanely expensive and i'm like to what um, end like to me, maybe that's, that's a negative selling point yeah it's like that feels like i'm paying delicious for something an animal has pooped out it's yeah also if I'm honest. Shit. And, ex- and admittedly like with anything people will pay whatever they think it's worth mm, yeah like you know, if you told me that, um, oh, I don't know, this Star Wars trading card is worth £400 because it's the rarest one ever, yeah. I'm like, well, fine, I don't know that. And if, if some connoisseur goes, yeah, that's fair, fine. But it's like... And I regret paying that for it now, John, if I'm honest. <laughs> in, in hindsight, yeah. <laughs> you could have bought 15 Palpatine statues <laughs> yeah. for that one. Card. Yeah. But it's like, could, can the human tongue actually tell the difference? Beyond a certain point, between surely like... there's a ceiling of of like ability to enjoy slash ability to taste. There's a point at which we can't detect any greater variety or or enhancement. You know, thing is, it's it's just mm-hmm. gonna run through your system, which will make it less valuable. So where where <laughs> does it especially, end? Especially, especially if you buy it back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got hate. If people oh, yeah. don't mind, hit me. Hit, us up. Yeah. hit me. I hate. Choreographed dance numbers. Hello. Oh, okay. You've been stung. Someone's was... been stung before, haven't they? <laughs> I was young once. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just very much over it now. Like, I, I get that the last decade has seen a a dancing like resurgence. Like, you've got, um, I don't know, Strictly Come Dancing, um, Dancing with the Stars, Dancing on Ice. Um, Britain's Got Talent. Like, how many times do you just see a, a a group of like thirty incredibly talented, fit, beautiful, yeah, beautiful, well choreographed people doing this amazing dance number, which which is like the very limits of what the human body can accomplish. It's a, it's a wonder. It's a sympath uh, a symphony of people working in harmony. And I'm just like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Watch- I mean. What triggered this? What's where's this begun from? <laughs> I, I I saw um I saw some footage of um I think some people doing a dance number while dressed as Star Wars characters. Yeah. Okay. And it just Sounds suddenly amazing. it just suddenly struck me how it's not the crowd accurate. would go. I can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the crowd were going wild. Sure. Because I imagine it was characters they loved. Do doing a dance, and I'm like. Maybe this is like the £140 coffee problem again. Because it's gotten to a point where clearly people are so good at dancing Mm. now. How how do you distinguish between them? It's like when I I see... Like, okay, and and now the the halftime entertainment, it's some dance troupe. And they come out and they're like, yeah, you know, clapping. And they do this this incredible routine. Maybe they've got a... um, a spinny guy, maybe you know, maybe they've got a uh, a, a break dancing guy. guy. I, lo- a I love guy, a spinny you know. guy. He's, he's key to any good dance troupe. Yeah, you've got, got to get a spinny guy in. Yeah, you've got to get a, to. A, la- a lazy Susan and a spinning Jenny. <laughs> yeah, both of those. Okay, and they come in, and I'm like, 
great. You you've you've done like a two minute routine. It's incredible. <laughs> like, I on, like, okay. And, and, and like, what's your problem with this exactly? My my problem is it's like, <laughs> how do you raise the bar now? You're saying that they've become too good, but now now nothing is surprising. Well, now you know me. I, I'm 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 graced with a, a natural a natural elegance, rhythm sure. and elegance, yeah, and a, and a, a kind of limb coordination on the dance sure. floor, which is which is unparalleled. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm but not anything like it. I don't know. I just like how many shows, how many, how many, how many points in culture now do we just wheel out an amazing dance routine? And it I'm is, like, it is funny in a way because, like, certainly, I've I'd, I'd never really been a huge fan of Strictly Come Dancing, but. Um, I've seen the odd episode here and there, and and it, it seems as though the judges are judging a dance. So if it's let's say it's a Charleston, a Charleston consists of a very specific set of things that if you don't do, if you break away from what that is, then you lose marks because it's not Charleston. Right. Okay. So conceivably, there are X number of things that make a Charleston dance what it is. If you can perfect every single one of those, and so does another person, how would you judge one? higher than the other like they they're both perfectly embodying the charleston see for me the the answer is you add like a laser show or something yeah and then, then it becomes you, a kind of naming what are you what I are you get... judging then are you judging the light show or are you judging the dance well i don't care you see because oh, that's well, not my problem oh, but this is maybe this this is maybe what I'm, <laughs> I, I understand kind of the, this is what i'm grazing <laughs> upon is the problem of if everyone is so talented, because because again, if if they brought out a Jack's troupe and everyone just fell flat on their face, I'd be like ten. Yeah, yeah. hey, this is new. I would, I would yeah. prefer that. Definitely, I'm enjoying yeah. this. This is good. But if everyone comes in from a position of being equally talented, and we just have this idea now of what like a a big choreograph choreograph a big a big choreographed kind of dance number is meant to be, how do you in any way distinguish between them mm. it's like oh great here's here's um here's the um the daft boys here they come Way, oh, i love those guys i love the daft boys they're great and they've nice. all got they've, they've all got matching matching costumes and they come out and they do this incredible routine oh you know they're they're roboting they're moving their arms they're spinning like it's great you, maybe, know, you love that spin don't you john that's your favorite dance maybe, move yeah, oh he's gonna do it he's, he's gonna, gonna do, do it spin. he went all the way around he's gonna do the oh, spin then, and then someone a does a backflip, and then someone goes whoa, and then they they all kind of strike a pose, and then the crowd goes wild, and then the next the next entry comes in and goes oh it's the East Side Flunkies, and they <laughs> and they do, and it's like thirty people in matching costumes, and they come out and they do an amazing dance routine, and it's like, and everyone goes whoa, and, and the applause is like ever so slightly weaker because <laughs> unless somebody starts flying. Like, unless someone legitimately reveals the ability of flight on stage, I'm like, dazzle me. How, how are you going to surprise me now? You know. Okay, well, I saw a video the other day of a Japanese dance group, and it was all uh, sort of middle-aged blokes in suits uh, being filmed in various locations around cities like Tokyo. And all they did is they stood in like a sort of triangular group, kind of like a group of bowling pins. Yeah. And they just walk in perfect synchronized slow motion walking around <laughs> town. That's literally all they do. And they're I, so perfectly in sync that it's amazing. <laughs> I believe I've I believe I've I have actually seen that group. Yeah. 
and it's wonderful. <laughs> is it is it is it enough to sustain a whole YouTube channel? That is that mm. is one video. It's a good question. I, and then I mean, and then it's like, oh great, now they're somebody else. There's somewhere else doing a variation on the same thing again. Here's, and I'm like, here's my answer to you, John. I watched like 20 videos, so who's laughing now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, John. John, yeah. that is your real. Well, name. I, I, I just, I just kept watching it. Yeah. Well, clearly, I, clearly, clearly, I am the asshole here. Clearly, I, yeah, yeah. Time. I, I don't know. I just like that. You know, surprised me. You know, I'm like the Roman Empire. I'm like the Roman Emperor. I've seen everything. You know, I'm I like, think, no, I think it's down. a, it's a classic example of if we were really in it, we'd like. I can imagine someone on the outside uh, of say comics or podcasts would be like. What's the point of another podcast? They're all the same. They're all just doing the same thing. It's just three guys who are increasingly disconnected from reality. Oh, no. Sorry. I see. <laughs> anyway. What are you doing, though, you fool? <laughs> my point is, is that what we need is lasers, a spinny guy, and some slow motion. Walk. We, need the, we need the extra bit, you know? The dancing bit's very impressive. So give me people all wearing suits that, that light up so that they only appear at certain frames of their movements or something, you know? I think we need to do I... more holograms. More holograms. holograms and then Been people like disappear and reappear as if by magic. Yes. I think that would, that would feel... lend something to, to the... The thing is, you're, you're describing what you, what you think is new. Mm. I, I, can almost, I can already picture it. And I'm already bored. <laughs> Give me more. Um... Okay. Um, they're all dressed up as different uh, fizzy drinks. Um, and then every time they strike a pose, drink like seeps out of their various joints. One of the dancers. Okay. okay. They haven't seen that. One of the dancers is made out of blancmange, and you, as yeah. an audience member, have to guess before the end of the dance which one is blancmange, or they will just collapse into themselves. And yet, the, despite the fact they are blancmange, they will feel it as an actual death. If you don't <laughs> guess it right, I would. I would That's say. That. I would say if there was a dance routine where the entire dance troupe were, shall we say, wearing masks to keep the keep the illusion going, and then they do Let's a per- they do a perfect dance routine, and then at the end, a random one rips off the mask as they scream and turn to blamange and collapse on the stage. See, a- then yes, I would be impressed. Yeah, okay. I would actually right, noted. But but what you're saying is that if you saw that a second time, you'd be like, ah, fuck, it's this. been done. Yeah. Yeah, the, the next entries are waiting in the wings and they're like, fuck. They, got, they did the blamange. They did the, they they did the blamange move. Oh, no. <laughs> I feel... I remember once, I think I saw a clip of what may have been an Indian version of, like, Britain's Got Talent or was something it called, like that. Was it so called India's in, Got Talent? It may have been called India's Got Talent. There's no way of knowing for sure. But an act came on and it was, it was like 30 guys... Um, all kind of um, shirtless, kind of like looking, you know, quite kind of like, you know, oh fit, like they clearly work yeah. out. Sounds like my kind of show. Right. And we, I think everyone was like, oh, they're going to do a dance routine. Clearly, like that's why they're here. Yeah. And what they actually did was proceed to essentially just beat the crap out of each other <laughs> in unique and novel ways. Like they were a, almost like an, ex- an extreme circus sideshow kind of thing like one guy was eating fluorescent light bulbs like um and then, then they were all just like beating each other overhead with massive strip lighting or right. just like one guy wrapped himself in um barbed wire and then threw himself on the floor like stuff like that 
and the judges are horrified, and the, and the crowd are are kind of screaming and running for the exits, and I'm like, yeah, that's Four new. Out of ten. That's Four new. Out of ten. You can only do it once. <laughs> you know, but I mean, yeah. I'm interested. There's so much blood loss, they can only really do it once. Yeah. I mean, like, once you've seen a man eat a light bulb, where'd you yeah. go from there? How do you top that? You don't, is the answer. Okay. You don't. So, yeah, well, I think, so, uh, yeah, I think that's that, really. So, I think all these lazy dancers need to um, up the ante a bit. I'll that's, let a me- that's a message to all the dancers out there. <laughs> You're boring us. You're boring us, dancers. Do something better. Basically, yeah, coming from coming from a guy who uh, has already mastered dance, like yeah. I've got that down. Yeah. You, you you don't need anyone to show you how to dance, John. That that's yeah. one thing I know for sure. I I will be the final arbiter on what is good dancing. All right, you know you're here to entertain me. Yeah, you know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, put the effort in for God's sake. Yeah. Anyway, that's my hate. Shall I give you a hate? Go Please. on, then, Chris. You know when you're like out and about, like no. we used to, like we used to be. Um, oh, okay. no... And you're in, you're in like a club or oh a bar God. or whatever. I don't know what any of these words mean. At a, <laughs> yeah, at a, at, a, at a social setting like we used to be back in the day. I'll take your word that that's something we did. Okay. And you like photobomb someone, or yeah. you're in the background of someone's photo. Yeah. I don't like the idea. Hate the idea. In fact, that I am in photos. There, I am in photos that I will never see. Interesting. <laughs> I, there's photos of me out there in the ether, deliberately yeah. or not, that I photobombed or been in the background of, and I will never see them. There are, parts, they, of like, my, there are parts of my life that I will never see, and they're out there. They're on Facebook. They're in that's a really albums. interesting idea, yeah, because like, whenever you take a picture of your mates in a crowd, you don't really pay any attention to the, the, the randos in the background. But if you look at all, all your photos, you'll see random people in the background. They've got a life. They're real people. They've got, they've got a family. They're real people. They will never see that photo of themselves. And that's a part of their life. They and their family are missing out on. That's the thing. Uh, is and it... it makes me feel violated. This is quite... <laughs> no, but you're right, though. This is an interesting observation. We are all a rando in someone else's picture. Yeah. Like, yeah. It must oh be my somewhere God, yeah. out there. I'm probably known in a group as being a random guy in a photo. Yeah. Who photo Yeah, they'll be... Oh, remember that random guy in, I don't know, Torquay or whatever. And I'm like, I've got a name. There'll be a picture of you somewhere. It'll be a panoramic and your face will have been contorted into this monstrous, yeah. horrific thing, like a gremlin of some kind. And you'll be known in this other group of friends halfway around the world. And they'll be like, oh, it's gremlin boy. Yeah, Do you know oh, little gremlin. Oh, there he is. Little yeah. gremlin. Remember and him? then they'll have, they'll have like parties themed around gremlin boy. It'll be yeah. like, everyone dress up as gremlin boy. It's the anniversary yeah. of gremlin boy. <laughs> there, 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 is a, there is a couple out there who have like a photo of their very first meeting, their very first night out in a nightclub. And they'll yeah. always be angry at the fact that there's a guy <laughs> throwing up into his own hat, cupped yeah. hands behind <laughs> them. This gremlin boy in the background of our anniversary <laughs> image. <laughs> I just don't like the fact that there are things out there, media out there in the world of myself that I just will never see. And I'm out there somewhere on a platform I don't know about or understand. See, I think I've probably I think uploaded I... it to the internet as well. Yeah. I've, I think well, I love be, this idea. Inadvertently or not, there will be photos of all three of us out there on the internet somewhere that we'll just, we'll just, we'll never be aware of. I mean, I, I like this idea. I'm into this. I think this is great. Are you are you like um uh, like a Victorian peasant? Like, do you, do you feel that like um yes, I they, am. They, oh, they, no. they've stolen your soul? Like, a little bit of you has been kind yeah, of taken possibly. away. Every time understand. someone takes a photo of you, a part of you dies. Right. Okay. 
I don't know. I don't really believe that. That's for entertainment purposes, though. That's well, the, the jury's still out with science. They said they haven't the, proved that that doesn't happen. So. But maybe, maybe, um, maybe you'll never really die as long as there are random photos of you throwing up into your cupped hands in a nightclub <laughs> out there. Yeah, but if I don't see them, how am I going to ever be aware of that plane of existence? This is your legacy. Your legacy stretches beyond what you know. I am only aware of the things I have felt and seen. If there are parts of me out there that I have never seen, how can I know them as part of my existence? It's very interesting. This is getting very very philosophical. This this is is getting quite deep, actually. Yeah. I mean... I mean, you were there at the time. Like, you, you may or may not have yeah, a memory. Yeah, I was probably drunk. I probably don't remember. I mean, if you were throwing up into your cupped hands, you probably were a bit drunk or yeah. very, very ill and therefore probably shouldn't have been out. Yeah. But, um... Oh, I've done that before. <laughs> but the, the bottom line is that although they have an image of you that you sort of has gone outside of your sphere, like you were there. Like that, that was Yeah, you. you were there. It's like, it's like planting your flag. Yeah, on the moon, like you—you you made a choice. Yeah, but you, were, yeah. you were there. Your footprint. Your but I didn't. Footprint. I didn't make a choice for a photo to be taken of me, unless I photobombed them. But even then, presumably, <laughs> having photobombed them, I would want to see. <laughs> this the is end the hilarious, <laughs> like double-edged sword of being a professional photobomber. Yeah, it's just like. I really, really want to ruin that guy's picture. Yeah, but I really I've done it. I've done li- it so many times. <laughs> I, I really don't well. like the idea of him having a picture of me. <laughs> yeah, because that would just be out there, wouldn't it? Because I've got such a funny face. You do. It's so true. people will want to keep that photo. Yeah. So you know, for every for every uh, young couple that you've you've leaned over their shoulders of just of a right minute, and stuck you stuck your head right in that <laughs> yeah. photo. Yeah. But like afterwards, you're like, oh, guys, we we've all had some laughs here, but I will need that photo. <laughs> I should. If, I if should you don't say, mind. I should. I should photobomb someone, and they go, "Oh hi, um, I just photobombed you. Could you please Bluetooth that to me?" Yeah, and yeah delete, it off your, yep. delete it off your device. Thanks so much. <laughs> I have a I have a uh, Dropbox uh, request link here, which I'm just sending you. Uh, can I get your number? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So if you if you just ping me the JPEG. Yeah, and uh, you know, and then, yeah, and then, just, and then uh, forget kind of... all knowledge of my existence. That would be that would be great. Yeah, and if you could just sign here. And here, thank yep. you. Yeah, that'd be great. Now, enjoy your night. Yeah, have, have a great. Good... And then they take another shot, and you're just there. Way, way. Now, I, this pains me as much as it pains pains you. I don't, I don't want yeah. to be here, but you know, I've got a job to do. This I've is got, more paperwork yeah, than it's worth, frankly, but I have to do it. Yeah. Of course, ironically, you'd then go down in history in their social group as the guy who got you to sign fifteen yeah. forms in triplicate. But then I'm aware of that. That's part of my. You have a record. Yeah, mm. record, part of my memory. Maybe and you then stop pro- photobombing people. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably the, the answer to all this. Uh, and for uh, for the um, purposes of GDPR, you can then call up that um, that couple in like 15 years' time when they've got kids. Yeah. And you can say, hi, um, yeah, just checking in. Um, I've decided I'm not actually comfortable with my image being out there anymore. So um, uh, I'm this is, consider this like a, a friendly, very friendly uh, request. Uh, please, you will need to, to, uh, destroy those images. Yes, and and physical copies. No, I don't if... care if it was in a wedding montage. Cut it out. <laughs> yeah. Cut it out. What if I sold my image rights to a company that I set up? Right. Right. And then that company went trawling every picture in existence, trying to find a photo of me. Yeah. That would be illegal. Remember, because I've not given authorization for that photo to be taken. If I'm to say in the background rather than photo bombing, right. just mm-hmm. in the background, and I could sue those people. 
for having an illegal copy of my image or my client's image. It just so happens that my client is me. Yes. This could be a, the this entire is a money, way that your a, company... This is a money-making scheme that I'm yeah, just coming is, up with. This is where your company head. gets all the income. I, I think like, believe, it or, believe it or not, John, I've not given this any thought whatsoever. <laughs> I feel you would have to start with a like a, a mildly threatening letter before mm. it came to... Okay. What, please, please destroy. Yeah, this is this, this is picture. a polite warning that okay. you know my client is asking you to uh, re- you know remove any instances of this image, and yeah. then you'd only get money if they decided to to fight it. Yeah, okay. which so they would you, almost definitely. So I send so you, them a cease and desist initially. Yeah, so you it's a good plan. I'm not I'm not going to disagree, but you. Oh, would, I, think, I think it's a very oh, it's, good plan. It's great. It's foolproof, really good. I think. Yeah. But you would, however, you'd need to. The really lucrative targets are going to be the ones who um, will want to fight it. So you're going to have to get mm. into pictures where you are yes. absolutely integral to it. Okay. Like we- weddings is a really good one. So I think you need to start crashing a few more weddings than you actually. So, are. for example, if a <laughs> if a couple post uh, like pose next to a tree, let's say. Let's I would have tree. to. I would have to be the tree. You could be a tree. Yeah. Basically, you just need to make sure that the images that you're in are very, very personally significant to the people that they're of. Gotcha. So if okay. it's like, yeah. you I wait think we for can that, manage that. You wait for that moment where a dove like just lands on the bride's head. Yeah. You know, just at the moment that they're going to kiss for the first time as husband and wife, and you just dive in with like your top <laughs> off and with like "fuck you" painted on your yeah. chest, and you just they're... get there. You just get there. <laughs> for... Yeah. I mean. I've got to make it look like an accident. That's the problem. Because if I make, if it looks like I've done it deliberately, <laughs> then I would struggle to claim. No, no, that's that what I'm I, saying. Like, that I that's, didn't mean it. That's what I described then is a classic accident for you, just being topless with the words "fuck you" painted on your chest. I okay. did. I, I mean, that, like... that could happen because I do walk around like that. Exactly. I do like so... the idea that not only have you crashed a wedding, but you didn't just get in one photo. You got in every photo. Yeah. So yeah. it's like. <laughs> Their day has yeah. already been ruined, but they're like, "Well, we have to salvage. We have to salvage this moment as best we can. We've got the photos. We paid for a photographer. We can't not use them. <laughs> so their best wedding photo. Oh, it's God. like you mounting the table, like, like taking like a running jump over the table, sliding through the plates the of cheese. Yeah, <laughs> this could work. I reckon. Yeah. I reckon. I reckon this is going to be good. And then." And that's like framed in their house, and it's got like precious <laughs> memories on the frame or something. And, like, <laughs> this is the and, then, and then, just to top it off, I sue them. <laughs> yeah. So not only have you ruined their special day and the only photo they have of their beautiful moment on the wall, but then they get a letter from you. <laughs> like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quickly while we're on the phone, and I'll post it to the group later. Uh, I'm gonna show you a screen share of my greatest ever photo bomb and I'll okay. post it on the I'll post it on the uh, show called Hate Group when this goes out as well. Oh my god. I'm very excited now. <laughs> <laughs> that was a gen- that was a genuine photo bomb. So there's a this is my friend's wedding. Um it's him and his bride kissing on the um on the stairs of this lovely hotel that beautiful setting and it's me in the foreground with my thumbs <laughs> firmly up in the air. Um, and that was a genuine photobomb that I did at someone's wedding. It's uh, What's remarkable about this image is that a classic photobomb is usually that the bomber is in the background mm. and the subject is still very much what the subject was meant to be. But what's beautiful about this image is that you look like you're the subject. Yeah. But they, they, they are crashing. They're crashing my picture, exactly. They're, they're crashing your great picture of being a Burke at a wedding. I, 
I saw I'll, a. I'll, uh, I'll pop that on the group when this goes. Oh out. my god! Please do. I, I saw a uh, of something that went viral about how this couple got married, and I don't know if it was like a de- uh, 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 a dare or a bet or something, but one of their friends that he was challenged to come to the wedding dressed as a clown. <laughs> And oh I, my god! And 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 he did, and all their official wedding photos. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Are the two of them kind of like looking lovely, and there's always a cloud in the background, <laughs> just that's, looking that's really amazing. miserable, just kind of, just kind of st- <laughs> standing and staring. That's yeah, that's great. Yeah. Oh, uh, amazing. We, we missed an opportunity with our weddings, John. Oh, clearly we yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Ah, <clears throat> uh, well, you know. So there the you ch- go. Something we've to set about a challenge, Rev. Something yeah, to you... think about if you've ever photobombed anyone or felt felt like you've appeared in the back of someone's photograph, that they've certainly... got a part of you that you'll never get back. You've certainly awakened something in me that I didn't know that I needed to be anxious about now. Yeah. And now now you've added that to my vast complement of things to be anxious. So, so thanks you're, for that. You're welcome. Yeah, no worries. That's cool. Well, Nick, uh, do, you have a, do you have a love? I have a love, yeah. Um, oh. uh, I was going to say yop. As my love, because it, it helped me out of my uh, <laughs> my burnt cheese situation. But actually, it's not that because I've already talked about yacht. Um, <clears throat> we've been having to give Dumpling our cat pills, and we've been struggling big time with this. Um, we used to put, we used to crush them up, put them in a food. After a while, she kind of got wise that they're in there, wouldn't eat a food oh anymore. God. So then we're like, right, we're gonna have to do it manually. So we watched loads of YouTube tutorial videos. There's this guy, this gorgeous vet, like he's the sexiest man you've ever seen. He's just there on a countertop. He's like. Here's my cat. His cat is the most well-behaved, gorgeous cat you've ever seen. He's just like, all you have to do is just open the mouth like this, plop it straight in like that, and there you go. And I'm just like, looking at Dumpling, looking at this man and his cat, looking back at Dumpling again, I'm like, this is never going to happen. That's just never going to happen. So we tried that technique. Mild, like maybe 12% success rate. Really, really bad. Usually it would end up crushed all over her lips and gums, like a beard of pill. And the pills are bright blue, so it was awful. Um, so yeah, we've been tearing our hair out on this, and some of Dumpling's hair as well. Just for good measure. <laughs> and um, but then Ali found on Amazon a special pill wand. Oh wow! Hello. Yeah, Hello. and this has changed our life. They saw because you it... coming, didn't they? Yeah, uh, and, uh, yeah, they did. Oh. It looks like a syringe, right? Um, and it is a syringe. So there's that. Um, and what you do is you pull some water up into the syringe, but then at the end where oh the God. water would squirt out, there's a little sort of claspy hand that you hold the pill you with. You pressurise it. Yeah. It's like a water cannon. It's oh like, yeah, God. exactly. Yeah. So then, <laughs> then you sort of jam this into her mouth, squirt the water, which pushes past the pill, releasing the pill from the little hand, all down her throat. Blonk, like that. Uh, oh she only God. chokes like 90% of the time. No, I'm joking. She never chokes. What, <laughs> what, what are her limbs doing while you're doing uh, this to her trying to fight mostly yep. so, so ali tries to hold most of the limbs but usually a limb gets out and is like pouring at our hands or my hands specifically because i'm the one who administers the the wand um but uh but it's like we're too fast now we're too fast for her now she yes. can't by the time that pours up i'm already in i've already squirted it's gone it's too late we've done it We've had a 100% success rate with this oh my thing God. since, like, well, we've been doing it for, like, five days now. It is remarkable. The thing is, I am all, I am just picturing right now trying to do that for our cat, Bradley, mm. and you would lose an eye. Yeah. Like, he, he, well, he tried to... to keep, 
He tried to kill me the other day because I shut the window. <laughs> like, he, he just didn't like that at all. And I had to run out of a room while Lucy Lucy threw a blanket over him because he was just... <laughs> no joke. He, he, Lucy still has a scar on her arm from like a few a few months back where he just went for her. He's like a proper hunter. He's a proper shit, is what he's he is. Shit, like, he, yeah. yeah, he's 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 lovely, like ninety percent of the time. But then the one time he wants to really just punish you, he goes, yeah, he just goes to town on your sweet flesh. Well, I My think God. like a lot of the videos we watched before we got this wand, like advocated wrapping your cat up in a towel. Yeah. So the limbs can't go anywhere. But like, dumpling can sort of like like a turtle, like shrink back into sort of nothing, <laughs> and then like there's just nothing left of the cat. Like she's gone. She's just completely compressed. <laughs> down into like a coiled spring of some kind (laughs) so yeah it's great get it now buy now buy two (coughs) buy one for your friends and one for yourself even if you don't have a pet buy one now wouldn't it be weird if after all this we ended up with like a cat wand as our main sponsor (laughs) (laughs) well that'd be great i'd be i'd happily be an advocate for pill wands i wouldn't i wouldn't have seen that coming to be honest a pneumatic pill dispenser. My yeah. God. I mean, yeah. Get in contact. Um, pneumatic pill bright or whatever you're called. So sorry. Is it is it called a cat wand or a pill wand? I don't know what it's called. To be honest, I'm calling it a pill wand. But it's. I mean, <laughs> I. I think it could be used for other animals. I don't think it's unique to cats. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Who'd have thought? I mean, Bradley did once when I first started living with Lucy. He did once jump onto my face and um, you you kind of think of the most dangerous bit of a cat being its claws but I discovered the hard way that cats can also bite mm. because uh, much like a face hugger his paws were occupied kind of clinging into my neck and yeah. um, his 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 jaw closed uh, around my bottom lip Jeez. and he actually kind of like was holding it away from my face biting into it nice so when I kind of threw him across the room, which I, I feel like in hindsight I was justified in doing. Yeah, sure. Um, As, you can tell that to the courts. Oh, and he landed on his feet as well. <laughs> but yeah, Bastard. but blood was pouring out of my out of my lip, and I had these great big like scratch marks going down the side of my my side of my cheeks. I had a photo of it. I wish I knew what had come of it because yeah, yeah. Chris Ray's in the background of it as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll be that'll be five thousand pounds, please. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I've got, got love, love. John. I've got love. Go on, then. I, I love documentaries. Yes, yeah. is the correct answer. Thank you. Completely agree with this. This is documentaries this is what, are fucking brilliant. This is what my isolation has been all about. It's watching documentaries on Netflix, and yeah. I love it. Ooh, what documentaries have you been watching, John? Yeah, John. What haven't I? Well, well, what what haven't I watched, Rev? I've yeah, watched. I don't know. I I asked you. Well, I started out with um the the one about the fire festival. Oh, oh that's yeah. good. That's a good one. Which was eye opening. Yeah. Uh, I've also watched uh, one called Murder Mountain, Ooh. which is all about the hills in California where they grow cannabis. It was very interesting. Okay. Actually, no, that one was that was all right. It wasn't great. That was okay. I, I watched the one about the secret triplets. Yes, I was about to say that to you. Yeah. That's a great. That's a great one. That was really good. Oh, I haven't seen that. Three one. identical that strangers. It's called three identical strangers. Yeah. It's that's where it's like. Um, uh, the, the the synopsis, Nick, and this isn't a spoiler, but basically, um, it's it's like the seventies. Rev, is that right? When it kind of kicks um, off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy goes to college, first year at college, never arrived, and everyone's like, "Hey, glad you're back, mate." You know, oh, we had such fun last year. I can't wait to 
we're going to do it all over again, you know, and kind of like girls coming up and kissing him directly on the mouth and stuff. And he's like, well, this is a very friendly, friendly college. And then he moves into his room uh... and this guy comes up and is like, hey, Freddie, great to see you again. And he's like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And then he's like, oh my God, like, um, I think you have a twin. Yeah. And he's like, we have to go meet him. Like now, we thought you were leaving college, but so they hop in a car and they they bomb it across across the state and they 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 drive up to this guy and it turns out they are identical twins. Wow. Like, they se- like could not look more alike. Separated <laughs> at birth, adopted by different families. Whoa. And this makes the newspapers. And then another guy in a in another bit of the United States reads the reads the news item. And he's very confused because he's like, why are there two of me in that picture? <gasps> and he gets in touch. He's like, hey. Um, I think I'm your triplet. I think I'm your triplet. And <laughs> yeah, it turns out they were they were triplets who'd been separated at birth. And there's then a, there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah. Then it gets even weirder. Like it, gets, it just it goes. Gets, it gets very weird. It goes off the rails. Is that on but, Netflix? That's that on is Netflix, on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I've also watched uh, Icarus. Which yeah, is about uh, doping. It, well, it starts out being about doping in cycling, oh, so right. kind of like jumping off like the Lance Armstrong thing. Then it just becomes something equally weird. On top of that, like about like the Russian Olympic team. It's that's very good. Wow. Yeah. But I think the one I really enjoyed the most, and this is my recommendation, is called "How to Fix a Drug Scandal." Huh. It was really good, and that is about. Um, Oh, God, I think it was in Boston. I can't remember. I'll probably got that wrong. But um, it's basically like uh, every time the police do a um, like a drug bust or whatever, like every time they arrest someone for possessing, possessing drugs, there were basically two labs that they would send the samples to. And so it's like, well, look, we arrested this guy for possessing cocaine or whatever. We need to prove that it's actually cocaine. So, of course, you send it to a lab to be tested. And it just so happens that in like the span of like a couple of years, they had like two massive drug scandals where one at one of these two labs, this lady was arrested because it came out that for years, for years and years and years, she had been faking the results of her drug tests. Right. How so? Well, it's like because she she was the best lab technician they had, like she was doing 30 times the work of anyone else. And like everyone's like, well, she's amazing. She's she's a credit to the uh, a credit to the, the facility. She's a, she's amazing. She's she's just astounding. I wish we all could work as hard as her. And no one was ever like, how is it possible that she can Do get so much fast. work done? And it yeah. turns out that she was taking like a handful of drug tests at once, doing one, and then going <laughs> like, and then doing like, well, the others look like cocaine, so I'll just say that they're like. Oh, cocaine as well that's amazing and then off the back of that and, th- and then you'd think like okay this would be good enough already over at this other drug lab there was this lady and she was one of the drug testing technicians there and, ba- and, and basically like when all these drugs come in so we've got heroin crack crack cocaine uh, sorry crack you know, the different types of cocaine I, I, I get drugs but um, <laughs> I know drugs and stuff uh, you know methamphetamine LSD all these kind of stuff they have a cupboard full of government-sanctioned samples of each of these drugs. Right. So you can, so you can compare them. Sure. So we need to, we need like, we need, we need a bottle of, we need a bottle of methamphetamine so we can say, well, this is definitely methamphetamine 
So we can compare it with something and go, oh, is is this it as well? Okay. And apparently uh, this lab was so underfunded and so kind of like um, just badly policed that one day she was like, um, oh, you know, I've always wondered what um, methamphetamine kind of feels like. <laughs> uh, so she just was like, doopy doopy doop, just walked up to the cupboard, opened it. There was no one around. So she just takes out a pipette and goes, look, it just takes like a little drug, a little little swig of methamphetamine. And she's like, um, ooh, ooh, tastes I feel, like, feel great. Tastes like blue Gatorade. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a lot of energy all of a sudden. Woo! And, um, and who, who would have imagined that over the next nine years, her drug habit would completely spiral out of control <laughs> to the point where she was utterly, hopelessly, um, uh, hopelessly addicted. And was just moving on to like whatever she could get to kind of oh like, and after a while, like they had like a liter bottle of like methamphetamine, and by the time she finished, it was like nearly empty. Holy crap! And, and, she, and then and then her boss was like, "Hey, you know, we should probably do like an audit of." Um... <laughs> no, no, no need, no, 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 like, need, no need for an audit. Hey, Jerry, like, hey, Jerry, back off, fuck off, Jerry. <laughs> and she was like, "Oh my god!" And then she went and like topped it up with water. But apparently, like, they don't mix. They're like... Um, oh, no. But, but then the boss got to it and he was like, oh, it looks like this sample's been contaminated. I'll just send away for some more. And <laughs> never tested it. All right, says Karen. <laughs> and, and then, like, eventually she she progressed to, like, smoking crack at her desk while she was working. Fucking legend. Like, what a hero. And they were talking to people afterwards and they were like, yeah, she would go to the toilet, like, every 15 minutes and then be gone for, like, half an hour or so. And she was... Just literally going like with a crack pipe and just smoking and yeah. Looking back, she was dribbling a lot all over her keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Now that I and... think about it, she probably was addicted to drugs. Yeah, and her hair pieces and hats just started to get more and more extravagant. It was really interesting. But the thing that um, the, the the thing that but so basically so that that's not a spoiler to say that like the whole point where she was completely addicted to drugs. Sure. The problem was that like when this came out, it put every case. Yeah. she'd been involved with into jeopardy because it's like well we have like four like 1400 people in jail because of evidence you processed whoa and now technically these people you they know their trials should be overturned because they never got a fair trial because your evidence was well contaminated at, at the very least and and maybe like you 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 it's didn't funny. do the... it's funny though isn't it because like these drugs were probably gained from a drug bust of some kind so you can yeah. imagine like a load of like uh guys holed up in a sort of abandoned house and they've got bags upon bags upon bags of plain flour because they're they're bakers they're just really really <laughs> like rebellious bakers and then the police kick the door and this is a fucking rage and they all like hit the deck like shit they found us like this they take all their stuff away and they go to jail and they're like yeah well you know i mean i, I mean i guess we were re- we were rebel bakers you know like <laughs> it seems like a fair cop yeah they got us they got us red-handed <laughs> well it's funny you mentioned like having just like sack upon sack of like white like white powder and stuff because like it got to points where she was like running low on on drugs because they just they weren't arresting enough people. Got to having, convict like, some more cocaine. people. And then like eventually, she, and then it's like you know they do some massive bust and they come in with like a massive like kilo sack of cocaine <laughs> and she's like, I'll take it, I can I'll do take it. it. Yeah, it's me. Yep. <laughs> and Karen, she had like, Karen, you're not wearing any trousers. It's, it's called How to Fix a Drug Scandal. <laughs> okay. 
it's really good and and believe me like what this is not a spoiler because what makes it interesting then is like the what happens after that like the uh, Jesus okay. the, co- the cover up and like the the I might watch, um, I might watch this later it's really yeah, good I've got, I've the, got an hour um, or so later I might watch it the um, the real hero is one of the defense lawyers who he just comes across as such an absolute champion because he 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 fights for years and years and years to um, get answers about this and he and he does and he totally wins and yeah he's just it's a real kind of like absolute hero moment and it's just I mean, I'll shut up about it in a second but there's one really good moment where because apparently like these drugs just weren't doing it for her and she um, <laughs> why, why she's the dragon so hard and eventually she she they had a bottle of LSD oh cool. And and she'd always said that like even though she had a drug problem, it never affected her ability to do her job. Like she always did a really good job. Okay. And eventually, at one point, <laughs> she went and like um, took a load of LSD. Sweet. And uh, and then she said, and then at that point, I knew I was compromised. So I was like, you know what? I'm not in a fit state to do my job. I'm just gonna go home. And it's like fine. And she's like, look, I took very, LSD. Very responsible of her. Yeah. Very responsible, yeah. You know, she's she, like, I took LSD. I never let it get in the way of my job. I never did it again. And you know, I, I certainly didn't analyze any evidence while I was high on LSD. Uh, and then <laughs> this defense lawyer, being an absolute hero, eventually finds out that the day his client's um, supposed like drugs were like the evidence against his client was tested, he finds a basically. He finds out that she, even though she said she took the LSD and then went, then went straight home, they find she did 20 drug tests and has absolutely no memory of doing it at all because she was tripping balls the whole time. <laughs> I like the idea that all of her forms, like they started out as just like writing various chemical formulae and her signature and stuff. By the end, it's drawing yeah. some Mr. Men. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Pump has got some LSD. <laughs> it's so good. Like, I, it's really like it, it. You know, it's 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 some grim subject matter. But the I'm the... gonna I'm gonna recommend three more. Oh, while, please! While while you're on the line, uh, the long shot. Yeah, I watched that one. That's very good. That's very good. Um, abducted in plain sight. Oh, oh yeah. Good. I think you've talked about that one on this before. Um, which is just bonkers. Um. Oh, I also and, watched well, the, the Devil Next Door. Yeah, which is about that's a suppo- a, that's, that'll be along the same lines. That was about a supposed. Um, it was it was it was quite interesting. It's about a Nazi, a, a guy in like eighties um, America living like a normal life, and then it came out that like he was a, a Nazi war criminal, oh, and yeah. uh, it was all about like trying to prove that he was the guy, and then like was he, wasn't he, was it a case of mistaken identity? It's very good. Um, uh, have you watched the Tiger King? I assume. I'm no, I haven't. I haven't oh, watched Tiger King. Oh, that is beyond <laughs> mental. That's, mad that's not really a re- that's not really a recommendation because everyone knows about it. But I thought I'd mention it. I like the idea that you've, I, you've I, been like I would watch it. You've it been is deep bonkers. into documentaries. It's like, but not the Tiger King. Yeah, no, I would not yeah. lower myself. To I love I love documentaries. Have you watched the Tiger King? What? <laughs> No, I, like, I, I'm taking a hipster approach. Like, I'm, I don't want to watch the ones that everyone else is watching. Oh, it, I see. Oh, it is, it is worth watching, though. Oh, God. It, genu- it genuinely This section's is. over. Let's move on. <laughs> but Have yeah, you seen it? I've seen Tiger King, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's... No, I'm, I don't doubt it's worth watching. I, I just... Uh, I'm, I'm just... I'm working up to it. <laughs> Got to build up to it. So, yeah, so that's my love. It's, um, you know, feeling like you're, imp- you're improving your mind while watching Indeed. documentaries while at home. 
They're good. Wonderful. Well, I recently subscribed to Disney Plus. Oh yeah. Which is another streaming service. Many are available. Others, um, others are available. And I have been re-watching the entire animated Spider-Man series. Oh my god. Oh my god. From, from the 1990s. And it's fucking brilliant. It's very, very good. Oh, it's great. It's really good. I'm really enjoying it. Isn't there a lot I, of it? Oh, there is a lot of it. <laughs> uh, they had to, they had sort of villain of the week for a quite a while. So it was like one episode here or there. Then the Venom saga was five parts. Then they had one which was about him mutating into an actual spider. Yeah, I remember and that. that lasted about 20 episodes. And wow. now there was there was then one about, um, it was called The Sins of the Fathers, the series. And that lasted oh, 15 episodes. Mary Jane is now trapped in like a alternate dimension. Brilliant. Um, and we've just started on another series, which I can't remember. Yeah, um, there, was a, there was a whole lot. But arc. Norman Osborn's just vanished as well. There was a it's whole arc, I remember, with like a... I can't remember, it was like a cloning piece of technology or something. Like, that's Probably. all I can, it's, get, it's getting increasingly bizarre. Madam Webb's just appeared for the first time. Oh, I, I, Yeah, no, I, you're not wrong. I, I vividly remember loving that and the X-Men cartoon Yeah, the X-Men, the X-Men were in a Spider-Man episode. Very good. They do... Um, they basically do um, Infinity War. Like there's in. a lot. There's a lot of crossovers because I've seen Daredevil. Who else have I seen? Iron Man, War Machine, um, Punisher was in it. There's well, all sorts. That's the thing. Like for a while, like the Hulk had a '90s cartoon, which I used to yeah. like. I, Iron Man had a '90s cartoon. It wasn't great, but I liked it. Um, and yeah, they totally do. Um, I don't know for how late it is in the Spider-Man run, but they do the Secret Wars, so they have. Yeah, the Fant- I, I remember Fantastic seeing them Four. all when I was a kid, and I know they, they there's more coming. But yeah, I've been rewatching it. I've been really enjoying it. What Ooh, a world. I, do it every, I do it every morning when I'm getting ready. I'm like, I'm going to put an episode of Spider-Man on, and I don't care what you say. How many how many seasons of it are there? Well, on, on Disney Plus, it's listed as one season, but there's right. a hell of a lot of episodes. Yeah, I can only imagine. It must be like hundreds. Surely. Yeah, when he turned into an actual spider, that was pretty gnarly. <laughs> it was just a big man spider. I think he was called the man spider. Yeah, that's what they called him. Yeah. Ah, I see, I see. Doesn't the Punisher turn up? Yeah, Punisher turned up. He tried to to kill him. And then he was like, nah, actually, he's all right. He's all right. We the Neo... Him, and then, and oh, then um, yeah, the what was it? The Neogenic Recombinator. That's what I was thinking of. Who was it who saved him? It was the guy who thought he was a wolf for a while. Oh, what? What Conan or something? Craven the Hunter. Craven the Hunter. Yeah, that's him. Ah, he said sa- he saved him from being a man spider. Honestly, hearing from you that the animated Spider-Man is on Disney Plus is making me consider getting it now. <laughs> oh yeah, like of all but the it... things that Disney Plus has to offer, that's that might be my. I think it's point. got all the Marvel animated series, so that Iron Man one, the X Men one. Jeez. I think they're all on there. Excellent, oh my God. excellent news. Because you used to get on a Saturday morning, you used to get the um, was it the Marvel? Hour of Power or yeah. something. Yes. You get Hulk, um, Iron Man, and maybe Fantastic Four. I feel like Fantastic Four was probably in the mix then. Yeah, um, yeah I remember watching a cartoon of Fantastic Four. And then Spider Man was big enough to have his own, yeah. his, his own kind of segment. And the X Men were big enough to have their own sex. Uh, Still sex-ment? the best. Theme oh tune. my god, Sexment. Still the I, theme tune is the best. I I feel the biggest mis the biggest misstep of any of the X-Men movies is not having a remix of the cartoon theme tune. 
Possibly the greatest cartoon intro of any. It's insane. When they appeared in the Spider-Man series in this episode I just watched, every time one of the X-Men appears, they play the X-Men theme tune (laughs) in full. In a a, they do in a twenty-minute episode when they appear in every scene, every time it's like, look, it's Wolverine. (laughs) They know why people are there. Like they know what people want. Good God. What a time to I, be alive. I think, I think the key to an animated, a good animated show is a really good theme tune and a really good animated intro because mm. you'll forgive practically anything that happens in the next like 21 minutes after that because mm. you're already so high off of how rad that was. It doesn't matter. Like, the episode could be garbage. In fact, it probably often is, but you're so high on the intro. <laughs> uh, didn't, we, um, didn't we recently see uh, the animated intro for the Wildcats cartoon? Oh, Does that ring a bell, Nick? Didn't uh, did you watch that? Uh, Wildcats, as in the the comic. Yeah. Now again, a Rev for your for your information. Wildcats yeah, was, was originally a poor man's X Men. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it it's got good. better. Uh, oh no, I'm thinking of Thundercats. Yeah. No, Wildcats was not good. Like X Men seeing... does it right. I don't remember seeing a Wildcats intro. Was that with me? Did you? I I, I, didn't we discuss it with our mutual friend Ned? And then I feel maybe it might have been more Ned than me. I think. I feel Lucy and I may have gone and watched it under our own scheme later, and I'm sorry to say, it's not great. Like it's <laughs> it's really quite bad. Like you look at what everything X Men did right, and then yeah, Wildcats is not. So sorry. Thundercats does have a very good intro and song. I would I would say the animation on the Thundercats intro is <laughs> Chef's kiss. Have we have we lost a golden age of cartoon intros? Probably that sang um, and explained everything. I I think I think that mostly we have yes, but I think there are shows being made now by people of our age who were brought up on them when they were kids who are still bringing them to life. There's an amazing animated series on Netflix at the moment called Scissor Seven, uh, and it's really? uh, I think yeah I think it's a Chinese show, but it's got this wicked sense of humor and some of the probably I would say the best animated action I have ever seen in two D. Wow. And it has an excellent. Well, season two has an amazing introduction sequence. Season one's is okay, but so it's it's alive. It's alive and well. So Scissor Seven. Yeah, it's about a it's about an assassin who is a hairdresser by day and an Brilliant. assassin by night, and he Brilliant. he fights with um a pair of scissors that he can control telekinetically with his mind with his chi, um, but uh, he's forgotten his entire past. It's very it's a comedy, so it's very silly. It's very fun. But at the same time, it's got like such badass action in it. It's mad good. It's really, really good. Fair play. That's quite a recommendation. I think I have to check that out. Yeah, you'll love it. Okay, so I've got to watch Tiger King and Scissor Seven. Scissor Seven. Scissor seven. <laughs> they couldn't be home, more different. Homework. They couldn't be more different. Those two. <laughs> and you've you've got to all watch um, How to How to Fix a Drug Scandal. I'm genuinely, I think, going to watch that after we finish recording. Yeah, I think it's Ali a little long because it's got a, it's a few episodes, but it is good. Okay. I'll yeah, we'll get on it. We'll get on it. Okay, Great so stuff. gentlemen, seeing as we've we've made it uh, like an hour and a half post drinking the beer, and none yeah. of us have died. Um, yeah. No. What uh, What do we think won? Is it hate or love this week? Oh, I'm going to vote love Ooh. this week. Ooh. I think I think we had a lot of a lot of uh, recommendations to give, a lot of love for the things that we uh, that we've experienced. So I'm going to say mm. the love segment wins out this time for me. I got a lot of enjoyment out of the hate. I think um, the photo bombing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a sweaty sack of baby bells. That was oh, yeah. that was yeah. enjoyable. But yeah, I think um, I think the love was positive. Yeah, I'm going to go love as well. What do you think, Chris? 
Well, it doesn't matter, really, does it? <laughs> no, cool. So that was a great episode. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, it was wonderful. I'm so, glad. Like, good. Go on, tell good. us what well, you well would have voted. Well done, everyone. What would I you probably would have voted hate. Yeah, cool. Okay, fine, fine. Convinced but me, I did, maybe but I'll I did, But I did enjoy the loves. I did enjoy the loves. Nah. Okay. This week. His heart well, is I, warming. Uh, well, I've got to say, um, this has been very enjoyable. Um, thank you for um, sampling my beer. That's all right. That beer oh, could be a sponsor of the show you. now. I've now got like a washing up bowl that's quite a lot of yeah horrible looking yeah, liquid in there. Yeah, I've got a paint tray full of silt. But it's definitely orange, isn't it? It's very, it's a very striking colour. It's a, it's a powerful smell as well. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to come out looking pretty much the same as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I like like you, Rev. I had, I had a second beer to. Uh, Kind of cleanse yeah, well, I've, I've, fi- I've finished that now. And, but, and, and the weird thing is, is that that second beer was so less alcoholic. I actually feel sober now. Like I feel it has yeah. kind of balanced. <laughs> it's le- it's yeah, leveled so me how out. That works. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go and do some cocaine tests now. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm well, on that note, a, I'm gonna go have a yop. I think. Well, on that note, uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, stay safe. Uh, don't forget to love and hate. That was that was almost like that an was outro. good. That was that oh, was quite that, that was like be, an outro. That could be could it. Be. That could be it. Um, what that, would be our um, usual outro though? Oh, it's that one.